Suneheri. What kind of name is this? Just look at her. Does she even look Suneheri? Suneheri heard this. Savita auntie was talking to her mother while she clung to her mom. Barely five years of age, it was still challenging for her to follow the adult conversation. Sarita was the next door neighbor and mostly spent her afternoon at Manorma's place for her daily shot of tea and natto. This was the only time in the whole day for these women to relax together unengaged. No course, no expectations, no errands to run after, no man around to be pleased and the children still at school. This was the time these women unburdened themselves on the vicissitudes of their eventful days. They chatted about what they thought or noticed or aspired to do in their lives, but somehow couldn't. Nobody else would understand their conversations. They were suckies. Sunheri idling away under her mother's charpoy, overheard her mother answer hesitantly, What's wrong with her name? It was a very beautiful name as far as she could discern, and it sounded more like Melisonant when her mother called her with this name, Sunahari, syllable by syllable. It sounded lyrical, but today, for the first time, unfortunately, because what she just heard changed her perspective about her name for the time to come, maybe for this lifetime. Just look at her complexion. She isn't even close to Vitesh. You should have been more careful in naming her. This name would stigmatize her for life. She would be denounced till she has this face with this name. People will make fun of her. She would be jeered around Suneri Suneri. Her name echoed in Suneri's ears for some time. She, at her age, did not understand difference between jeering and cheering. Manorma was staring at the floor, drawing circles with her toes, lost in her thoughts, pretending not to pay heed. She couldn't answer back, not because she didn't have one, but she preferred not to. Little Suneri was watching intently at her mother's face, expecting an answer. She was too small to comprehend an answer to this question. Feeling insulted, she expected her mother to at least say something in her defense. She even tucked her mother's sari to remind her of this. Manorma looked lovingly at Suneri, as if she is the most beautiful daughter in the world, and purported as if she never heard what Sarita said. That securing look was more than enough for Suneri to be reassured for now, and she resumed playing with marbles. She became oblivious of Sarita Hanti. Suddenly her voice seemed to be coming from far and low after her mother's adoring look. During dinner, her father was sitting on the floor, cross-legged, and her mother was serving him hot chapatis, straight from the store. After a hard day's work, this was the time Manoj could relax on his own. He loved being pampered by his wife in the evenings under the snug of his house, where he was not just another man, but the man. Working in a factory through the day, as a machine operator, he felt as a component of a big assembly unit. Mostly, he was at the end of receiving orders and performed them diligently. That's it. He didn't have an existence beyond that. Only when he returned home did he realize that he too is a human, with desires, expression and a voice. While serving him a chapati, Manorma expressed her concerns to him. Do you think we'll be able to marry her off? Looking at Suneri. Will there be anyone who would marry her after seeing her? 
Sunari didn't know much about marriages. All she knew was that every girl is a princess in her fantasy, and every fantasy has a dream with a prince who comes one day galloping on a horse and takes the princess far away on mountains to live happily ever after. The only part of the story she couldn't comprehend and intended to ask her mother was that did the princess live without her mother or after her prince took her up far away? This idea revolted her and she intended to write one more line in her story. And they lived happily ever after far away along with her mother. But here her story as was being unfolded by her parents talk didn't even have a husband. What to talk of a prince? Why would there be no prince for her? Listening to people talking about her, she had started getting the impression that she was not beautiful, or rather was pretty ugly. Though, till now, she could not start appropriating people around her, based on their looks. The only way she had just so far was whether a person was nice to her or not. And going by her simple internal analysis so far, the majority of people around her were good. His father was quite downhearted by her unattractiveness. As a father, he must have thought about it a million times. After all, who would like to endure the ignominy of not seeing off her daughter married? He didn't want to think about it now, as there was still some time when she would be of a marriageable age, particularly when he didn't have a solution at present. He said, I had a solution when she was born. Manorma knew what solution he was recalling. He had suggested to Manorma, after having a good look at Suneri, as soon as she was brought to him in conspiratorial whispers to dump her somewhere or leave her on the steps of an orphanage. Firstly, it is a girl, and that too disgustingly dark-skinned. His sister even made a caustic remark, Sonebe Suhaga. Manorma listened to her comment and felt incensed and resolved to name her Suneri, vindictively, after hearing her sister-in-law. She was utterly outraged by the idea of renouncing her daughter and put her foot down until he accepted the girl. Sunheri became obtusely interested in knowing this solution, but his father did not expound further. That night, while laying beside her mother, she asked, What was the solution, Ma? Father was telling you about at dinner? Her little mind was racing with all the possibilities. Manurma became disquieted for a second, but after composing herself, answered, He wanted to melt all my silver ornaments and make a face pack for you. That could have made you look whiter, but white isn't fair to me. Mark my words, honey, white isn't fair. Real fairness lies inside. You are the most beautiful and loveliest daughter one can have. She lovingly ran her fingers through her daughter's hair, which were lustrous with thick curls. She straightened those with her fingers. It was sheer bliss to run her fingers through her daughter's silky locks. But Ma, why did you stop him? For a moment, Manorma thought, Sunheri knew the truth. Because all we had were those ornaments with us at the time of your birth. We were not quite well off at that time. Manorma was not ready for her questions. That was the best answer she could make up upfront. Sunheri looked incredulously at her. As far as she knew her mother, she couldn't have done this for the sake of saving her ornaments. She definitely wasn't a skin flint. There must be other reasons for her not dissolving her ornaments. Sunheri inferred that maybe she was too young to understand. As such, she trusted her mother. She never lied to her. One last question, Ma. Why is gold considered so precious? 
बिकॉज डार्लिंग इट शाइन्स इवन आफ्टर बियरिंग असॉल्ट इन करोजन ऑफ लाइफ टाइम बियर हर मदर कर्ल्ड हर फिंगर्स इन हर हेयर एंड लुक इन हर आईज जस्ट टू इंश्योर दिस गोज डीप इन साइड हर हार्ट शी स्लिप्ट वेरी पीसफुली दैट नाइट इन हर ड्रीम शी सॉफ अ चार्मिंग प्रिंस टेकिंग अर अवे ऑन अ ब्यूटिफुल व्हाइट हॉर्स टू अ कैसल फार अवे ऑन द माउंटेन टॉप Time rolled by and she had learned to jostle her way in the society. She was 13 now and looked at her school as a place where she could easily mingle with other students. Here she could drown herself in the humdrum of the crowd and save herself from the penetrating eyes and discriminatory comments hurled at her, stinging her deeply. Academically she was an average student, but outside that classroom she was nothing less than a nimble deer, wonderfully strong and persistent. Running away continuously from something or the other had tempered her to be a good athlete. She won the best athlete of the school award in the recently held annual sports that week. Running came naturally to her. With her tall, slender physique and long legs, all she had to do was to run, with a mind shut from the takeoff as fast and far as possible. What she liked most about running was never to look back. Her sports teacher Mr Premlal called her and informed her that the zonal sports coordinator wanted to meet her. The teacher told Sunheri that if the coordinator is convinced of her caliber then he would approve a sponsor for her to be in the coaching camp under a proper athletics coach. The camp would be a game changer for her. Premlal realized and hence insisted on this meeting. Excitement was written all over her face when she returned home that day. She threw her bag and wrapped her arms around Manorma. She told her all about the camp and training and how much it meant to her. Her father, however, did not quite like this idea of her daughter going away to another town to attend a camp. Seeing her mother's resolve, though, he gave in. The very next morning, she was heading to a camp thirty kilometers away from her home, organized for the budding athletes of the district. She felt too fortunate to be drawn like this by her fate. She wanted to be someone. to stand out from the crowd where she had so far taken a recluse she wanted to come out of the closet someone whom the world would take notice and say there goes suneri and this camp seemed to be a mean to fulfill her dream it was around 8 pm and after a grueling day on the field she was nursing her cramps and aches lying on the bed of her room it had been a strenuous week for her The facilities at the camp were very lacking and food pathetic but she did not let these things bother her stubborn soul it was a small 8 by 5 feet room with a decrepit door made of tin on one wall and a rusty window which barely opened the walls were moldy and the room smelled of mold and an overpowering ammoniacal stench emanating from the nearby toilet the room gave the impression of not being lived for ages despite the contrary The toilets were for common use and located at the end of the corridor. That was the second last day of the camp and most of the athletes were gone by now. The only ones who ran the half marathon were made to stay for one last trial tomorrow. Suneri was quite hopeful for a selection in the state level tournament due next month. She had run her best and her coach had been quite pleased with her effort and performance. In fact, he petted her twice for her timing in the 800 meter race. She was very close to making a state level record with a little more effort. She was thankful to her coach Sundarpal for giving her this opportunity and providing the required support and attention over other girls. She heard the bang on the tin door and the coach Sundarpal came around from behind the door. Her heart thrilled with joy. Maybe he had come to inform her about her selection for the state. She sat upright on her bed on seeing him. "Pranam sir, tell me am I going for the state?" 
he nodded and sat beside her as there wasn't any other place or a chair in the room to sit she became ecstatic and put her arms around him in sheer joy she showed him the knots of her calf muscle caused by long running he put his hands on her calves and pressed to release the knots she felt the pressure elevating and moaned with comfort it felt good to have the pain melt like this by the hands of an expert he moved his hand surreptitiously up her thigh to her utter shock she resisted vehemently and threw his hands away but his hands just flitted around her thighs happening to touch her exposed thighs with his strength of being an athletic coach he soon overpowered her and forced himself on her her face was a mix of disgust and surprise and his of lust and ruthlessness she resisted with her full might and made an effort to shout but was gagged with one of his strong hands his other hand working upon her chest sundapal looking rabidly cruel pressed his face reeking with alcohol over her face trying to meet her lips she tried to draw her lips as far inside as possible to avoid him with one hand he was trying to do all he could her struggling revulsion didn't stop until he slept hard on her face her beautiful face causing her lip to tear and ooze blood that slap was too brutal for her to endure it paralyzed her she was too young to understand the carnality of rape but she could in the least understand that his intentions were not right she didn't comprehend the word rape though having heard this word many times before is she being raped now how will it happen what is so atrocious in agonizing about it apart from the violence why is it being done what will happen to her what will she go through all these and many more questions were battering her naive mind when she was slapped hard and knocked out On Suneri's return from the camp, Manorma knew instantly by her instincts and seeing Suneri's swollen lips that something was amiss. How was the camp, Suneri? She didn't speak a word, just gaped at her. She could not remember anything about the camp. She didn't want to. She wanted to bury her devastating memories of camp in the deepest recesses of her memory, from where these could not be recalled. She couldn't recall how and when she left the camp. boarded the bus and came here her senses came back when she saw her mother looking at her swollen face and cut lips manorma understood what had happened she just hugged suneri tight and started sobbing manorma didn't tell her husband and asked suneri not to tell anyone as well he was already worried about our marriageability and after this he would break down and might take extreme steps she just kept this to herself trying to forget and asked the same to suneri though she knew it would take more than a lifetime to do so it wasn't easier for suneri as well to take her mind off the incident days after coming back from the camp she could still smell and stink of his drunk mouth and his sweat her breath would go fast and her heart racing with hurt and horror when she had to relive the dreadful incident every time that hallucination got back that was so much more to survival than walking in the flesh Long after her tears had dried and her bruises healed, her sense of self remained in tatters. Her self-confidence was gone. She was just a shadow of a person she once was, unable to find her way back to the track. Each day was a sentence in itself. Her mother wanted her back, and she wanted the same girl she loved before, the girl who brought a smile to her face with a mature, intelligent talk. But there wasn't much Suneri could do for her mother. After a month when Sunheri had gathered enough courage and strength to go back to school she resumed it for the first few days she sat in her class listless and oblivious to the world around her 
One particular day, while she was trudging back after school, she found a girl being teased by a boy near the canteen. She came back to her combative avatar, threw her bag aside and rammed on the boy, beating him blue and black in no time. The boy was more terrified than her, and so was the girl whom he teased. It was purely instinctive, as she told her headmaster that she couldn't control it. She was let off the hook after a severe shedding and to exercise caution towards her instincts. The next day, Prempal caught hold of her. What's wrong, Sunheri? You're not coming to fields for practice? You seem quite lost. And yesterday, that incident, I hope everything is okay with you. She stood still, head down, digging the ground with her feet. Don't you want to continue in athletics? She didn't say a word. Was Sundapal supportive during your training? Her breathing went astray. Prempal didn't notice. Prempal realized she had a great potential in the sports and he wouldn't let this opportunity just squander. Whatever her reason might be, he presumed her valorization as a hesitant indisposition at the camp. Maybe it was too traumatic for her. After all, she was just 13 and camps can be too agonizing at times. Next Monday, a boxing camp is coming to our school. If you wish, you can try for boxing. If you want to take a break from running. It's quite an upcoming sport for girls and girls are doing pretty good at national and international levels. He was trying to show her a dream to motivate her. Suneri thought for a moment and said yes. One could say it was not name or fame for which she said yes. She was selected in the trial and her coaching started with six other wannabe pupilists. They trained mostly after the school hours and in the school auditorium, where a makeshift ring was created. Suneri was a fast learner and to his coach's surprise, she was doing far better than most of her seniors, that included boys. Though one thing quite baffled Manjanda, the coach. Whenever he went close to her to teach her some punch or jab, she almost always tore apart from him, as if she has got an electric shock. Whenever he asked her to come close so that he could tell her something, she would keep a distance of not less than a few feet. She was kind of a shy person. Avoiding eye contact. Physically, she was strong and her endurance for pain was remarkable. She wouldn't flinch if a cross punch hit her ear. Many times, she would go bare knuckle just to be reminded by him to dun gloves. It was around a month in the camp when once she was having her lunch on a bench when her school sports teacher Prempal came and sat beside her. She instinctively distanced herself from him, moving to the edge of the bench. He was startled by this reaction of hers. He held her by her arm and asked sternly, What's the matter, Sonbari? He used to call her by this name and wrangled her arm to make her face him. Nothing. She said without even looking at him. There is something, Sonbari. I know, but it's okay if you don't wish to share. I may help you if you trust me. And you have not many people besides me who you can trust. By the way, your boxing coach met me yesterday and said you were doing good in the camp. I love boxing, she whispered. But he was telling me that your punches are not as aggressive as they should be. He said that you are more a defensive player. Somehow, the punches should be more powerful and aggressive. This is boxing, dear, and it's won not by being defensive, but by being aggressive. This is not a race. What can I do? I'm trying as hard as I can. Dear, you are like a daughter to me. I don't have a daughter, but in you, I see my daughter, and I want you to make me proud. She thought. She told him agony, her suffering. The expression changed on his face, bloodshot in his eyes as she was shaking. He just allowed her to recompose. After a while, he spoke. Listen, Sonbari, and you listen to me well. You have to leave all this behind and move ahead. As there is only one thing you take from this, 
Just try to see that bastard's face in your opponent's face and that will take care of your punches. They would be nasty. As the years passed by, her opponents changed but their face remained the same. She was soon playing for the nation in Asian Boxing Championship Games, held at Bangkok. She was too happy as her mother too came along. It was Manorma's first overseas trip and her first experience on an airplane too. She was on the cloud nine. This was the finals for the women's lightweight boxing event. Sunheri's opponent was from China, a fierce-looking aggressive woman. She was all over Sunheri as soon as the gong went, with her kidney punches and her uppercuts. The Chinese had done her homework. Sunheri tried rabbit punch but was declared foul by the referee. All Sunheri was able to manage was to parry her face from her opponent's fierce blows. At the timeout, sitting in the neutral corner, she was confused as to what was going wrong with her today. She saw in the stands where she spotted him, Rainpal too was there to see his prodigy shine. He was sitting there and at that moment, when their eyes met, he made a gesture of the hand sweeping across his face. She immediately knew where the problem was. How could she forget it? Perhaps the arena was too overwhelming for her. In the next round, she surprised the Chinese with her aggressive punches directed at her face, which she couldn't stand. Her opponent succumbed, letting Suneri win in a knockout. It was the happiest moment of her life, not only for her, but for her mother too, who had never given up on her. Right from Suneri's birth till now, Manorma had always fought with people and circumstances to keep her hopes afloat despite all the adversities. At times, Manoma too had despaired, but never let that show on her face. She recalled the day when Savita took Suneri's name contemptuously, writing her off. Today was a day for redemption, for emancipation for her and for Manoma. At the podium, the Indian national anthem was being played and Suneri held her gold high in the air for her mother to see as the crowd cheering, Suneri, Suneri.